From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. And a special hello to all of you, of course, checking us out on one of our affiliate stations, the podcast, of course, at TalkZone.com, the app for your mobile device, the Conspiracy Show mobile or, um, mobile uh, app. All of you in the uh, the live chat, always great to have you with us. Thank you for that. However and wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. Open lines now until the bottom of the hour. And then we'll be joined by Pastor Carl Gallops, a broadcaster, former law enforcement officer in the great state of Florida, and uh, also the author of a number of best-selling books, including Final Warning and When the Lion Roars. He has a new one in the works. It won't be out till fall. Can't tell you a lot about it. But Carl is going to be here. We'll talk about some of the things I think will be in that book. Uh, we'll talk about uh, aliens, the alien deception as he sees it. Also, not sure if you're aware, there's a... Um, a worldwide wheat shortage. Wheat harvests throughout the world, Ukraine, Europe's breadbasket, the United States, elsewhere. Wheat production is way, way down, and some are suggesting that it is a prophecy, a sign of a coming worldwide famine. So we'll uh, we'll talk to uh, Carl Gallops about that as well. Let me give you the numbers, because those are kind of handy when you're doing a phone-in show, after all. 416 360 0740-416-360-0740. That's for the Greater Toronto Area. Uh, and then uh, for out of town and long distance from just about anywhere, 866-740-4740. Again, 866-740-4740. And here in Toronto, once again, 416 360 0740, and we'll begin with Earl tonight in Oakville. Earl, welcome. How are you? Fine, Richard, and happy Father's Day to you, pal. And same to you, if if you're... Yeah, uh, I, was, I was listening to you earlier about this uh, ghost phenomena with the light. Like When I was a teenager, I was, in a, I, I was sleeping and I woke up. My, uh, I'm in a dark room. My blinds are closed. It's completely dark. And there's a bright light shining. And it's going across the lower part of the wall very slowly. And I'm looking at it, it's like, what the heck is this thing? I don't know, was it a UFO or a ghost or thing? I, could, I can't explain it. Well, the, you know, the, the more prosaic explanation and, and, uh, that I've heard, and I don't necessarily believe that that's, the, you know, in, in this case, Earl, but uh, have you ever heard of uh, ball lightning? It's a very uh, unusual phenomenon. It does happen. It's called ball lightning. And yeah. uh, I have heard tale uh, of, of uh, lightning coming through windows and so forth, and it takes the form of a light, and it just kind of floats around, and then it's gone. Really? Um, however, I, you know, it doesn't necessarily sound like that's what happened with you, but it's no, hard to... No, I don't think so. I don't think it was lightning or raining out that night. Yeah, well, you don't have to have rain to have lightning. Um, yeah, I know, but my blinds were closed. It was a there completely you go. dark room, and there's yeah. bright light shining, and it's going slowly across the wall. Interesting. The lower part of the wall, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, what the heck? Do you think it was an, well, maybe it could have been an orb, yeah. uh, which apparently is the, the easiest form for a spirit to take, uh, rather than, really, a, say, a yeah. full-body appari- uh, apparition, as we discussed yeah. earlier so with Jack an apparition, huh? Well, it could be um, it could be an orb. That's what some people um, uh, think those are. 
Yeah. Well, that re- you were discussing earlier really reminded me of that, so I thought I'd give you a call, pal. I appreciate it. Thanks okay, so much, Earl. Take care. You too. Bye. All right. Let's uh, say hello to Brenda, who's checking in from Stony Creek. Hello, Brenda. Welcome. Um, hello, Richard. Hi Happy there. Happy Father's Day. Well, thank you. Richard, actually, you know me. I have been, I have called in the show before. All right. And we've discussed targeted individuals. Ah, uh, yes. We were actually talking about Oliver Stone, and you mentioned his son, Sean Stone. That's right. Yes, I was hoping that they might, they, they might tackle this, uh, this topic. Uh, Absolutely. I was hoping it as well. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's hard to get the attention of people like that, but, uh, and I did try. Uh, you, you sent me that letter, and um, I reached out. I didn't hear anything back. I wasn't surprised, but we could try it again. Um, however, it's, you know, it's not necessarily, um, you know, something that we couldn't approach somebody else with. Uh, Richard, I have got something very interesting to tell you tonight. Okay. And I think that you are right. I think that we should move on and try to get someone else's attention. I have become very frightened by the information that I've gathered, and I'm going to tell you what it is, and then you can comment if that's okay. All right. It took 19 years, 19 years. It was about five weeks ago, way after the last time I spoke with you, to get a piece of evidence that I wanted to prove what I had been saying and writing to you about. So basically, um, a couple of the people that had been harassing us for years, we took them to court, and they were protected by the police. Now, Okay, for those who aren't familiar with your story, Brendan, and I, and I am cautioning you not to use names. Um, oh, I know that. Of individuals, yes, but I know not just to use any names. For the, for the people that don't know your story, uh, there's some organized gang stalking involved. Tell us a little bit about that, not just kind of a Reader's Digest version. Basically, people that you have nothing to do with arrive into your life and begin to make your life a living hell. So that is what happened, and that is what's going on right now. And this has been going on for how long? Since 1982. Wow. The same people involved? Um, Some of the original people, but some of the original people have now left the neighborhood, and other people have joined into this. Okay. But there are people that have been involved in it for years, the same people. And can you give us uh, some examples of, of what kind of harassment is going on here? They start off in a bizarre way. They originally were talking about the evil eye. And supposedly our family had the evil eye. And they would start saying that we were trying to kill them. Um, People would actually start screaming that we were trying to kill them. And then we had a lot of racial um, incidents, racial violence. So they started our family's a mixed family Mm -hmm. of different religions and races. And they would start to call certain members of the family um, old Jews, old crippled Jews. Other members of the family oh were called gosh. heathens, this kind of stuff. Then a lot of property damage, a lot of stalking, um, a lot of physical violence. Okay, Brenda, let me just stop you there. How do we differentiate between just having horrible, horrible, hateful, racist neighbors uh, and that this is some sort of organized uh, stalking? The people that start the uh, stalking drag in other people, and very soon the whole neighborhood is involved, and the police. 
and the police seemingly protect them. No matter what they do, the police side with them, and they actually show up to protect them. In other words, you filed complaints about your neighbors that are hurling these horrible, horrible racial slurs, uh, screaming at you, and so forth. Physical violence, attacks, hitting you, punching you, kicking you, spitting on you. And the police do nothing? That's right. They did nothing. And can I ask you, not that you should be in this position, but why have you remained in this neighborhood? We have a problem getting out of the neighborhood because of finances. Okay. And so because of the damages that they've caused at our property, the things that they've done to us caused us to have legal fees, to have um, to have to hire bodyguards, private detectives, borrow money to protect ourselves so that you're left in almost an impoverished state. And they use that as part of this scheme, or whatever you want to call it, to harass you. And they'll say, oh, you don't have any money left. You can't do anything about us. And they'll start this. We're going to make you spend more money today. And so at one point, I was arrested. And bodyguard bill for the day that I was arrested was $500. Oh, my. Not to mention the legal fees and whatnot. It's a very expensive thing to try to fight with people that are involved in this organized harassment. Do you have any any evidence uh, of these con- horrible confrontations, videotape or anything like that? I was just coming to that, Richard, okay. after 19 years of trying to get a certain court document. I finally got it. And basically what it says, it's two pages of a court document that's, that names two policemen. And the neighbors are there in court and telling a judge that two policemen are protecting them and that I um, I am being assessed by the two policemen to be apprehended under the Mental Health Act. So they were trying to get themselves out of trouble by using the police with their names and whatnot as their defense in this matter. And I had been reporting this, saying this for years, over and over again, when finally I was able to get my hands on this document. And recently, also after last speaking with you, I went to the chief of police. The chief of police held public meetings last year, and towards the end of the year, I got to meet the chief of police, who assigned someone to investigate what I was saying. And after I showed him this document, literally, he stopped talking to me. Oh, is that interesting? Uh oh, um, she she's got too much evidence. This is problematic. So I said, "What are you going to do about this?" He did not answer me, and he hasn't spoken to me since. And uh, what about your lawyer? Um, Basically, this is now beyond him, and he told me that I need somebody who's um, a different kind of a lawyer, someone who would take on the police. That this is very serious. That this has been going on all of this time. And finally, there's proof of, of their direct involvement in protecting people in the neighborhood. Can you can and you go can you time, go to the press? I did, and a very strange thing happened. A woman contacted me from one of the um, local newspapers, and she said I had contacted one of the crime reporters, and she said, "I know you believe you're telling us the truth, but we've contacted the police, and the police have said." that your house doesn't really belong to you. That's been the cause of a lot of the problems. That is very bizarre. Listen, so Brenda, I've got to... This is bizarre. I'll say. Um, 
I'm, I, I feel so horribly for you. I'm sorry. Listen, so hold on. Just, I got to, I got to go to break, Brenda. Hold on, and we'll come back and we'll continue this. Brenda and Stony Creek, and uh, the victim, it would appear, of some horrible, horrible gang stalking. And uh, we'll get right back to that and your calls as well here on the Conspiracy Show. Open lines till the bottom of the hour. Don't go away. When you look at the sky, ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is the Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Welcome back. Before we get back to open lines and Brenda, uh, who's with us from Stony Creek, who has undergone 20 years, she says, of organized gang stalking. Her family has been targeted with horrible racial slurs, violence, uh, and yet, she says, the police do nothing and, in fact, protect uh, the uh, the assailants. Uh, recently, however, she says she has uncovered a court document which proves her case, yet still she's not getting any uh, satisfaction. However, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get back to that in a moment. Just a, a, progra- a programming note. Next week on The Conspiracy Show, uh, Patty Greer, the crop circle gal, will be with us. Uh, lots of crop circle action in England these days, apparently. We'll uh, get an update from uh, uh, Patty. And uh, also Nick Redfern, who's always, always a delight. We'll uh, talk about some uh, Roswell documents, uh, Roswell UFO documents. And uh, we'll also talk with about uh, Big Pharma, all that, open lines, uh, what's in the box, op- and, uh, and much more. Our panel, of course. So uh, let's get back to uh, Brenda in Stony Creek. Now, uh, so you uh, you have this court document, which you says, which you say, approves the the, uh, the police have been uh, protecting these people, uh, these assailants, and uh, and then you went to a, a crime reporter, and they said something very bizarre to you that that they spoke to the police and they say something about your house not belonging to you. What does that have to do with anything? That's been said for years. This house does not belong to us. And that is why the neighbors don't like us. That's why they do these things, because this is not really our property. And um, without going into the whole story, the bottom line is, um, in 2016, I went and complained again, along with another member of my family, to some higher police at our local division. And they said, this is all um, mind games. People are just playing jokes on you. And if you don't stop complaining, now here it comes, Richard, if you don't stop complaining, you will be taken away. Oh, my. So everyone started talking about, the neighbors and whatnot, that they were told I was going to be taken away under the Mental Health Act. Then, a couple of days ago, that would be June the 15th, at a police services board meeting in Toronto at police headquarters, I spoke for three minutes. Usually you get five minutes, but I got three There were so many people there talking on different topics that everybody was given three. I had a promise that in July I'll be given the real five minutes and I can talk on the same topic again. And basically, I hope I don't frighten any of your listeners, but in the handout given to people that were attending the meeting, on page 11 of the handout is something called public contact. And basically it says that last year, that is in the year 2016, just under 9,000 people were taken away, apprehended, under the Mental Health Act. 829 of those were voluntary, and the rest weren't. So that means 8,171 people were taken away. Why would something like that be placed in a, in a pamphlet handed out to the public? I don't understand. When you go to, the, when you go to these police service board meetings, they have yes. an agenda. 
with what is about to take place right. at the board meeting. And if you'd like a copy of it, you just walk up and ask for one. Could you scan that and, and send it to me, that page? It's actually, I don't know how to use the computer, Richard, okay. but it's actually on the computer. I was told that everything that's handed out is on their computer system. If you can't find it, I will have it photocopied, and I will bring it down and deliver it to you. So you think that they were warning people? What? I that if you if you if you say something you shouldn't you'll be taken you'll be taken away under the mental health act. I think it's a, when when they say this to you when they directly say you better stop complaining or we're going to have you taken away. Please keep in mind I've already been arrested once a number of years ago off my own property. After we were attacked by our neighbors, I was arrested, not the neighbor. And you have do you have children? Yes. How old, if I may ask? Um, well, the one in Toronto is a grown woman now, but at the time, she was outside with me um, when we, we were both attacked. And um, we had to call on bodyguards to help us. And bodyguards aren't cheap. We're, we're a poor family. And literally, if you don't have the money, Richard, you have to borrow it to pay your bills. I understand. And then you have to pay the money back. Okay, Brenda, I, I have to get to some other calls here, but uh, please stay in touch. And if you could, send me that uh, that public contact notice that was in that police p- pamphlet. I'd like to see that. All right. I don't know what to make of that. And I honestly, um, I you sound like a 100% a sincere, uh, credible uh, person. Uh, and if what you're saying is true, uh, it's, it's unbelievable um, what you're going through. And, um, you know, my heartfelt, you know, Sympathy goes to you and your family. This is terrible, terrible. Richard, what happens is they they morph along with this stalking, and so it ends up becoming, um, as you start to complain, and I'm sure other callers will tell you this, as you start to complain, they want to prove that you are mentally ill because they don't know how to handle your complaints. However, I don't know how I, I was so lucky, but now I have this printout from this court document how did you get that, by the way? How did you get that court document? I can't say this over the air. Okay. All right, fair um, enough. What you need to do, Brenda, though, is you need to gather some you need to gather some video evidence. Um, actually, Richard, there was some photographic evidence gathered and whatnot, and it had no, it made no difference. Um, a judge looked at it and he said, "Well, these are just pictures; they don't really mean anything." Hmm. So we took a recording. And he said, well, the reason people are saying this on the recording is because they didn't know they were being recorded. And I said, of course they didn't. They wouldn't say that if they knew they were being recorded. But whatever we get, whatever it is, it's not good enough. So what I would like to do, if it's okay with you, I will drop off a photocopy of this. And I would like to drop off a photocopy of this um, court document that's really old that has taken me years to get. But I'd like to drop them both off, if that's all right with you. All right, Brenda. Please do. And again, um, you know, my sincere condolences for what for what you're going through. It's terrible. I'm looking forward to July the 16th when you've said that you're going to do a show about this. That's right. We are doing an entire show on targeted individuals. Yes, Brenda. And hopefully you can call in. All right. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon, Richard. Bye bye. Wow. Uh, what do you do with that information? I mean, if it's true, and I, you know, I can't sit here and say this is actually happening. Uh, Brenda says it is. She sounds credible. I'll leave it to you to decide. I know there are legitimate cases of organized gang stalking that go on. I mean, 
these have been proven in court in a number of instances. Um, what's going on here? I have no idea. If true, though, this is absolutely a nightmare. Uh, Michael is in Thornhill. Uh, good morning, good evening, Michael. Welcome to the Conspiracy Show. Thank you, Richard. How are you? I'm well, thanks. That's good. I want to speak to you about your, your term of ball lightning. You say it exists? Yes. I, I'd like to to talk about that. Have you had an experience with ball lightning? Yes, but I don't believe it's a ball lightning. Oh, okay. Do tell. I spoke to physicists who, who said that, no, ball lightning doesn't exist. And I looked into it, and there were people in South America that experimented with it using silicone on an electrical plated field. Who, who, who they, they put a volt through it, and yes, and they seen balls of light jump. For split seconds, but that—that's—that's that's artificial. The, this thing they call ball lightning that floats through the air and, and can cross a room—I've seen that. Right. And I don't think that—that—that's ball lightning. I'm just I'm, I'm, well. You might be right, Michael. I'm just looking at a. A story here that was published um, in the uh, Daily Mail out of England. Uh, what, what's the date on this? 2014. Uh, the headline is "Great Balls of Lightning: Bizarre Glow That Has Eluded Scientists for Centuries Is Captured on Video for the First Time." Uh, ball lightning is a sphere of electrical light that can appear during a storm. Researchers used spectrographs and video cameras to record the elusive sight, which lasted. Here, this is interesting, two seconds, and traveled 15 meters above the ground. The research provides the first evidence that the elusive glowing orbs form due to vaporized dirt. All right, so two seconds. Oh, yeah, that if, Ionized gases. Well, they're is saying... You're describing? They're saying vaporized dirt. That's what they're calling it. Well, anything you electrify will, will, will ionize any gas. That you, anything you burn will produce a gas which can be ionized and, and like a neon light, produce a, an electrical charge that can be seen through light. Right, but this is a sphere, right? This is a spherical object floating um, above the ground. Now, they only managed to record one for two seconds. So if people are seeing something you know, that lasts in some cases for several minutes, that would would suggest that it's highly unlikely that it's ball lightning. Correct. But as That's to the question, does ball lightning exist? Apparently, some scientists believe that it, that it does exist and they've captured it on video. That's the point I was making. I don't know. I've never seen it. Okay, I have. And with a witness who's with MUFON, and it freaked her right out and, and actually disturbed her to the point of denial. Sometimes she would admit it. Sometimes she would deny it. it. It really disturbed her. So you're you're saying that the the instance where you thought what might have been ball lightning may have in fact been a a, a UFO, or you're not sure? I don't know. What, what that what, unidentified? So I don't. I can't. I can't say yes. I can't say no. What I'm saying, I can describe what what we've seen. Right. And it was not. A single light. It was a light that emanated from glass, like you said, mm-hmm. that 
was not a ball, rather than it was a line of light, like an antenna hmm. going up from a car. Right. You know, it, it, it's it's not just single point. It's it's a line of light that eventually became a ball, changed colors, crossed the room, and, and went into a wall. And so disturbed this woman to the point of, well, she can't even talk about it anymore. But I don't call that ball lightning. No, that does not sound like ball lightning. No, no. because the, from what I've seen of, what i researched about ball lightning is that they, uh, these people, scientists down in South America, <clears throat> electrified silicone on a plate that they electrified and, and balls seemed to jump over this plate. And, and that was apparently the, the, the closest they've ever seen of ball lightning. Right, but something that's being created artificially under laboratory conditions right? rather than With something that arises spontaneously in your home in the middle of the night. Right, through a piece of glass. When you say through a piece of glass, what do you mean? It, it, it was a glass ashtray okay. that... Uh, that was clean. Right. <laughs> and so this this light, which was really a line, emanated from the glass ashtray, went up into the air, mm -hmm. formed a ball, turned colors, various colors, and then floated through a wall. Yes. Yes, and it crossed a room. There you go. That's not ball lightning. Ball lightning That's is one of those terms lightning. that gets thrown was around. Was a UFO? Was that a UFO? I have no way of knowing, my friend. Well, I suppose technically it is. It was flying. It's it was flying. It's unidentified. Ergo, it's an, a UFO. But was it extraterrestrial? Was it interdimensional? Was it uh, a spirit? Who knows? That's right. Here comes the crutch. Okay, somebody's going to be in town soon by the name of Dr. Greer. Mm -hmm. He says you can contact UFOs through meditation and intention. Right. I did that before this happened. Ah. Now that's the part that freaks me out. Okay, so I don't know. I, I, I don't have any answers to get to give to you, but I can just tell you my story if you want to hear it. If you did it I, once, could you do it again? Uh, I believe you can. Well, why don't you try it and maybe set up some... I can't, here we go again with videotape evidence. Videotaping. Let's try it, Michael. I'm with MUFON. I know the importance of videotaping. I had an experience with a, a huge UFO. And it's like in my brain going, go grab the camera. But you can't. No, you're paralyzed. Michael, i got to run. paralyzed because you, you, you think, hey, if I move... This thing's gone. Michael, I gotta run, but thank you for calling. Check in again, try that experiment, and let me know how it goes. Okay, buddy. Carl Gallup's final warning when the lion roars. Alien deception when the program continues. The Conspiracy Show, my name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. When in doubt, blame the government. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Again, just a uh, programming note. Next week on the program, we'll have our panel, of course, off the top. What's in the box? Our weekly remote viewing experiment. Uh, uh, Pat Patricia Greer, Patty Greer, the crop circle gal. 
uh, who's made multiple films on this interesting phenomenon, will be here to talk about crop circles. And Nick Redfern uh, will talk about the uh, 70th anniversary of Roswell and some new documents apparently now available on uh, the uh, supposed Roswell UFO incident. Speaking of UFOs and aliens, of course, we talk a lot about it on the program, uh, but is it, in fact, a deception? You know, back at the, at the height of the Cold War, back in 1952, there was a memo, uh, I believe it was uh, Colonel Chadwell, uh, who was uh, suggesting that perhaps the U.S. government could seize upon the uh, the, the alien or the UFO hysteria uh, and use it to their advantage, uh, perhaps stage a, a large-scale, fake, alien invasion. Uh, and this could be used uh, in order to uh, usher in martial law and uh, perhaps some sort of a one-world government. That's what the um, the theory says, or the legend, according to, uh, to that, if you believe that. But is there any possibility that's true? Uh, we're going to delve into uh, the possibility of an alien deception uh, with our uh, good friend of the program right now, uh, Carl Gallops. He's a best-selling author. And, of course, um, he's been on the program many times as both a panelist and as a regular guest. His uh, latest book is called When the Lion Roars, Understanding the Implications of Ancient Prophecies for Our Time. He's a broadcaster uh, out of Florida. He's a host of a very popular program called Freedom Fridays. And uh, he's got a new book coming out this fall. We can sort of tease it, but we can't talk about it too much. But I'm sure this topic uh, will pop up in this new book. Carl Gallops, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. How are you, my friend? Richard, my good friend. I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me back. It's great to be with you and your awesome audience, and I'm honored. And yes, we can tease it. It should be out September, October, and there are several chapters dealing with some of the stuff we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah. We, we do talk about uh, UFOs a lot on the show, and I am in the minority, I think, uh, and sometimes it can be a little awkward when you're surrounded by uh, believers in, in uh, ETs and so forth uh, to suggest an alternative narrative, which is, and it's one that you're in line with, I'm guessing, <laughs> I, I'm quite confident that you are, uh, that we're not, when we're talking about ETs, I believe we are unique in the universe, that we are alone in the universe, uh, but that doesn't rule out entities visiting this planet, interacting with this planet, that may in fact be interdimensional. Now, do we want to call these interdimensional beings angels, fallen angels, demons? I mean, I think that is a, a worthy um, area of discourse, but there are a lot of people in the UFO community that don't want to hear it. No, ETs are white knights that are coming to Earth to save humans from you know, pollution and cancer and all of these horrible things and provide free energy to the world and it's going to be wonderful. Uh, you're going to talk about this in your new book. Where, where are you taking it in your, in your book, Carl? Yeah. Well, listen, very similarly to your stance, um, probably, almost identical it sounds like, but uh, in this book I've, I've taken several chapters, three or four chapters, and now there's 35 chapters in the book, but it all ties together into an unfolding story, and again, I can't give it all away right now. But in this book I take, I, I do a, a monumental amount of research crammed into these three or four chapters discussing exactly what you're talking about, Richard, and, and what I want your audience to understand. Listen, I, I spent 10 years in Florida law enforcement, two different sheriff's offices, prior to being in the ministry, now 30-something years in the ministry, 40 years of life experience in, in dealing with 
supernatural and, uh, and, and spiritual phenomena. And listen, I come from a biblical worldview. First of all, I need to go ahead and say that. I, I happen to think that the Bible is the Word of God. And here's the deal, Richard, and you, and you hit on it without saying what I just said about a biblical worldview. And that is the Word of God is clear that in the last day, sometime before the return of Jesus Christ, and he did come the first time according to dozens of prophecies written hundreds of years, even a thousand years before, fulfilled them all specifically. And that same word that predicted his first coming and fulfilling all of those predicts that he is coming again. But prior to his coming, there are some amazing things that are going to happen. First of all, Israel will return to the land. Well, here we are. We're there. Uh, secondly, after that, after that return to Israel, it'll be surrounded by, by enemy nations and specific nations that will align themselves together to eventually come against Israel. That's happening right before our eyes. Now, another thing that the Bible says is that there will come a generation, Richard, and I don't know. I'm not a date setter. I'm not an alarmist. I just know what the Word of God says, and I know what's happening in the world around us. Um, and, and the Bible says that there will come a generation that will see the rise of a literal one-world globalist government headed by this one that the Bible speaks of as the Antichrist or the man of lawlessness or, and these kinds of things. Well, let's just call him the Antichrist. Um, and, and the thing is, Richard, that in order to bring all of that about, there has to be a global connection. 2,000 years ago when those prophecies were given, there was no global connection. Now there is. Now people walk around with little black boxes in their hands and up in their ears and in their back pockets that connects them to the world and the Internet and communication, transportation, information technologies are through the roof. So we are ripe. The world, as you just said, is crying out for somebody, a white knight to save us. And those that have rejected their creator as their savior and have rejected Jesus Christ, then it, it doesn't surprise me that, that they would be reaching out for somebody to save us from this coming apparent nuclear war, a you know, World War Three scenario. All right, Carl, i got to jump in. We'll take a quick time out. We'll come back. Carl Gallups, a longtime pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church and a former law enforcement officer, best-selling author. When the Lion Roars, Final Warning, The Magic Man in the Sky, The Rabbi Who Found Messiah, and many others will talk about the alien deception on the other side. Stay with us on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Carl Gallops is with us, the author of Final Warning, when the Lion Roars, Magic Man in the Sky, The Rabbi Who Found Messiah, Others, longtime senior pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Florida, former law enforcement broadcaster, Freedom Fridays. How can people uh, hear Freedom Fridays, uh, Carl? CarlGallops.com, my name.com. That's my clearinghouse website. Anything that says Freedom Friday on it, click on it, takes you to the main website. You can listen live, you can podcast, you can download. Uh, it's uploaded the very next day. You can click on the player and listen to it. Smartphone, Internet, etc. CarlGallops.com. Thanks, Richard. All right, and that's Carl with a C, Gallops, G-A-L-L-U-P-S, CarlGallops.com, yes. Freedom Fridays. Yeah. All right, now, um, I mentioned yeah. a Project Blue Beam. I don't know if you yeah. if you touch on this in the book, but this is supposedly this was a declassified yeah. memo, and it was this um, uh, Marshall Chadwell. He was a senior director, assistant director of scientific intelligence to General Walter uh, Bedell Smith, who was the CIA director. 
at the time. And uh, this memo was sent in October 1952, and they were talking about how they could seize upon this whole alien UFO hysteria yeah. and use the widespread fear of, of sort of a war of the world's type alien invasion right. as some sort of psychological warfare tactic. Right. Well, listen, Richard, no, no, I'm going to continue with what I was saying because it connects into that. I don't doubt that there will be some type of deception. In fact, the Bible says in the last days, it doesn't say what it is, but it says there's going to be a great deception. And people will be deluded. People will be given over to depraved minds, and God will cause this great deception to sweep the planet, and those that are not spiritually discerning uh, will be swept up in it. Jesus spoke of it. He said that it will deceive even the very elect if that were possible. So something is going to happen that's going to be monumental, huge that's going to assist in this a globalist government takeover because the world's going to cry out for this savior if you will which will ultimately manifest in the antichrist and so i, I you know i i propose this in my book that possibly could it be i'm not dogmatic in claiming that it's going to be connected to ufo phenomena but i i explore this possibility and say could it be because in our technological age of wonder what can wow us anymore? You know, I mean, I mean, what could cause the whole world to bow down and worship somebody because uh, because we want this person to save us from the coming destruction? What kind of deception? Well, the only thing I can think of, I mean, it's purely demonic. And by the way, for your listeners that might not uh, hold to that, I want to read some quick little clips. Uh, from uh, my research, that from from uh, ufologists who are quite famous, who finally, after decades of studying this, they arrived at the idea that you know what, this re- this isn't real little green men from other planets. This this is something about mind control. This is something. One guy went so far as to say demonic. Others went so far as to say this is something masquerading as as little green men, as ETs, but it's not ETs. And so even some of these famous ufologists who are not necessarily, I don't know that they're Christian, they don't mention the Bible, but they speak in biblical terms. So the bottom line, yes, Project Bluebeam, I'm familiar with it, I write some of that, but the point I'm trying to make here is, I'm like you, I think we are unique in the universe. The Word of God makes that clear, I do believe. I, I leave room to be wrong on that, but I just can only go by what God's Word says. And, and in context, it's pretty clear that we are unique. And God's doing something with this planet, with humanity. He's moving it towards His end. And I don't have time to tell everybody what that end is. But the bottom line is, near the return of Christ, there's going to be a demonic deception, a demonic delusion that's going to sweep the planet, Richard. And listen, man, in the last presidential election in the United States, Hillary Clinton and her campaign manager, John Podesta, they were running on the foundation that if Hillary's elected, that she will disclose the UFO truth. She will unveil the UFO records. And John Podesta said, and I think the American people can handle it now. I think they're ready to handle it. I mean, they're, they're hinting as though they know that they know something we don't know and that it's so sensational, but we're ready to handle it now. Just a few months ago, Richard, in April of 2017, major British uh, mainstream uh, media, and it l- leaked over to other mainstream media, started reporting on U.S. astronauts uh, by name who were saying, oh, yeah, 
Oh, yeah, ETs are real. They're among us. They're living on the planet right now. I mean, big-name U.S. astronauts. And then... Sure, yeah. I mean, Edgar Mitchell, who was the yeah. sixth man to walk on the moon, the late Edgar Mitchell, said uh, that that uh, UFOs uh, are real. Uh, yeah. our, our former defense minister, Paul Hellyer, the former... Uh, yeah. He was our deputy prime minister, came out in 2005 and said... UFOs are as real as the planes flying over our head, which could be true. I mean, when, but what do we mean by UFOs and who is piloting them? Exactly. That's the crux of the issue. Well, are they extraterrestrial or are they perhaps interdimensional and demonic? I think it's interdimensional. I think it's demonic. And I think the powers that be will work with that interdimensional de- demonic deception. And I think that, of course, there are always those within the powers that be see the hysteria, as you said, as a way of controlling the planet. Because let's, let's face it, and I spend several chapters speaking about this, there is, this is no longer stuff of conspiracy theory. Now with the Internet and the research I have in my book and all of it documented from major world figures in media and government, documented, there is a planned global takeover coming. I mean, we're watching the globalists go out of their minds with a Donald Trump, a, a, a national sovereignty guy, with Brexit and all of this. We're watching the globalist phenomena, the demonic input, and that is coming. And they openly discuss, Richard, that, that there has to be a trigger to pull off. The, the, the globe's desire to have a one-world ruler and a one-world government. This is demonic. This is satanic. They actually openly discussed that one of the triggers could be a World War III or an impending World War III, a nuclear holocaust, and it could all be managed with the appearance of an alien visitation. They openly speak of this, Richard. So... So, yeah, they're either planning some kind of big deception based upon the global hysteria using technology that they have that we don't even know, and or it literally can be connected to a demonic manifestation, a demonic visitation masquerading as some kind of E.T. Very quickly, I just read a sentence from each of these guys. Most of your... Do I have time? Yes, go. Okay. Uh, most of your listeners will recognize these guys. John Keel, famed yes. UF, uh, ufologist and paranormal, paranormal researcher. Right. Uh, he wrote the well-known book, The Mothman Prophecies, That's made right. into a major... Ho- okay. Well, he, 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 made, he has a big quote about everything we're talking about, and here's one sentence that he ends it with. He says, the UFO manifestations seem to me, and this is after decades of research, by and large, merely minor variations of the age-old demonological phenomena. There you so go. Even, yeah, Jacques Vallée, I know you know him. Oh, yes, he's the grandfather of it. Yeah, yeah, back in 1977, he said, look, he said, here's what's going on. He said, this, he said, I, I, I used to think it was ETs. I used to think it was people from, uh, beings from other planets. But he said, now I'm beginning to realize this is, this is mind control. It is nothing but the control of human beliefs. And he says, and this has been going on throughout history as far as he can tell, and of secondary importance that it should now assume the form of sightings of space visitors. He said that's secondary importance, that now this mind control that he says has been going on throughout history is now assuming the appearance of space visitors. Well, guess what the Word of God says? Mind control has been going on since the Garden of Eden. It's demonic. It is satanic. And now, should it assume the form of beings? Well, I mean, the Word of God says that. 
And then we one more I just wanted to share. Uh, UFologist Nick Redfern. Oh yes, uh, on the and, program next week. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and 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 and, and he was just quoted not, not too long ago. He said, "Look, he says I kind of he says after decades and decades and decades, he said I've been slowly <laughs> changing and sliding my theories around because." He's examined this thing from the top to the bottom, inside and out, and this is what he says. He says, as many people know, my views today are very close to those suggested by John Keel. Now, he's the one that said it's demonological phenomena. And then he goes on to say, namely, that we're dealing with something that coexists with us, but which masquerades as extraterrestrials. So, you know, these guys are lining up with what you and I believe because I come from a biblical worldview. I, I believe you do as well. Yes. And we've talked about it. Yes. And so I, I think I can see this coming. Now, I'm not dogmatic about it, Richard. I don't have a special word from the Lord on it other than what his word, uh, the Word of God says. But we're headed towards a globalist government. We're headed towards globalism. We're headed towards an antichrist. We're headed towards a great deception. We're headed towards the world crying out for a savior. And I think Satan is getting ready to accommodate the world. And he will take advantage of the mass hysteria of E.T. and alien visitations. That's what I think. Carl Gallups uh, has a new book coming out this fall. We'll touch on... Uh... That, uh, the UFO alien uh, question, and many others. And uh, he is also a, uh, a broadcaster. You can listen to his uh, program, Freedom Fridays, out of Florida. Just go to his website, Carl Gallops, Carl with a C, Gallops, G-A-L-L-U-P-S dot com, CarlGallops.com. And just click on anything there that says Freedom Friday, and you'll be able to hear the show. You can uh, stream it live, or you can hear uh, previous shows. And, uh, of course, he, the author of uh, the best-selling uh, the Magic Man in the Sky, Final Warning, and When the Lion Roars. And uh, we're eagerly awaiting your next uh, book in September or October. Carl, thank you so much for this. Thank you, Richard. Thank you so much. I always enjoy talking about these things with you. God bless you, my friend. Likewise. God bless you. Carl Gallops. All right, Ian, thank you. Albert, as always, thank you for your fine work. Ryan White. Back next week with a brand new program, Nick Redfern, Patty Greer. We'll also talk Big Pharma with Dr. Marks. We'll have our panel, Open Lines, What's in the Box, and much more. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. And what I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home.